Hey everyone, before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about our merch store on Threadless. Shop a wide variety of logos with multiple colors and sizes available for each design. Your support is greatly appreciated and helps us continue to make killer content like this episode. Please visit supercoolradio.threadless.com or the link in the description to shop now. Hello everyone! I am Matthew Thomas. This is Super Cool Radio. Hope you're ready because I have a great guest joining me at this time. Please welcome the CEO and co-founder of Vampire, the world's largest and most active social media networking for musicians. Please welcome Josh Simons. Thank you for having me. Good to uh, good to finally meet Matthew. It's very nice to meet you as well. It's definitely, I was really looking forward to uh, doing this interview because I, mo- I mostly interview uh, musicians, so I was very uh, eager to chat with you because you are obviously you're in the music industry, but also but a different uh, side and aspect of the music well, industry. I, I, I did I did start as a musician and have had a pretty good career as a musician, but yeah, I definitely moved more into the into the tech side of things for sure. I, I did. I did want to cover that uh, before uh, starting uh, Vampire. I was curious. Uh, so, how did you get started in the music industry? I know you kind of already led into that, uh, but I'll let you expand on that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 well, I started managing bands at like the age of nineteen and twenty, um, but I was frustrated with what they would or wouldn't do. Like, I, I, I heard like huge commercial potential and. these bands that I was managing were just very talented, but very stubborn. And so I, I decided to set up my own artist project to try some commercial sounds that I had. And and it was a good bet. And uh, that these things went quite well in Australia in particular. And so yeah, I had a band that that toured and got on the radio and TV and all that kind of crap. And uh, we enjoyed sort of four or five years of, quite big success there, but uh, didn't translate so well overseas. And um, it was not so much because of talent or quality or ambition. There just wasn't uh, the team in place. And that's kind of where Vampa came from was how can we create a, a platform that can help folks get together teams in a short amount of time so that every time you go to a different city or country, you don't have to spend five years building up a network of people who can help realize your vision and get you to where you want to be. And so that was, that's why Vampa exists. But, you know, since then I've actually still stayed in touch with the musical side of things. I've had the pleasure of writing for people like Travis Scott and touring with people like Keith Urban. And so I've still, still been involved in music directly, but just less, less so because Funnily enough, running a tech company that supports millions of people is a full-time job. So <laughs> that's, that's what I do. 
I can I can definitely imagine that, and I can you know definitely see that with everything you do for Vampire. But uh, did you see yourself as like moving into that aspect of the music industry when you were a musician, or is that just like a natural progression? Well, I, I, it, it's funny. The skills are somewhat transferable in that I think being a songwriter involves a lot of problem solving abilities, and being a CEO similarly. So that somewhat there's some skills that are transferable broadly, but no, they don't typically lead to each other. Most artists don't go on to become sex CEOs, that's for sure. Um, in my case, it, it made sense. Uh, someone needed to do it. I'm doing it for the industry, but uh, most people hopefully don't need to create vampers. The whole point is to have this platform solve problems for folks in, in the industry trying to get ahead and uh, if if I'm doing if I'm doing my job right, uh, hopefully no one else has to make that transition from artist writer to uh, to tech person. <laughs> no, I, I know some people. You know, they start off with like you know a musician or one you know aspect, and then they kind of like I've always wanted to you know be behind the scenes or be you know manager or something like that. So I'm just curious about you if yeah. you saw yourself doing that or if it just kind of happened. No, but I'll tell you a fun story. Well, it wasn't fun for me at the time. It was harrowing, but um, I'll never forget one of the last nights I was performing on stage. I don't know what it was. I think, well, I kind of do. So Vampa was getting bigger. I think we had like 10,000 users at the time. Now we've got like 1.4 million, but still it was, it was growing in size and we'd started taking on shareholder money. And for folks listening, like when you take on people's money, it, you got a responsibility to deliver. You can't like fuck around with a, multiple projects. You've got to kind of commit at that point because you're playing with someone else's hard-earned cash. And I was on stage and I was playing with Keith Urban, and I the the show ended, the lights went down, and I was barely off stage in front of like thirty thousand people. I just burst into tears, like uncontrollably. It came from somewhere up above, and I I was crying. I think because I knew that that was probably one of the last times I was ever going to play in front of a crowd <laughs> because I just knew at that point, like, you've got to go one of two ways, bro. You've either got to double down on the music or finish what you started with the technology stuff. And again, when, when you've got people's money on the line, like you've, you've got a responsibility. So the answer was always obvious. It was like, you, you've started this, you took it so far, now you've got to see it through. And that's kind of where we are today. Yeah, definitely. That was, a, you know, you had to commit to one or the other. And since obviously with the shareholders money, with people's money, that it was the right decision at the time to to do that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, since, you know, we are, I, I think I glossed over a little bit about uh, Vamper. So if anyone's like um, not very familiar looking to join uh, the network, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, so it's, predominantly a mobile platform, which means the best place to find it is the app stores. Uh, so you type in V-A-M-P-R. So Vampa just in music to vamp is to sort of jam around a set of ideas until sort of a group finds some sort of consensus that's vamping. Um, so Vampa is to collaborate with groups of people and that's what, that's what our platform does. So we're like a LinkedIn for the music industry. Um, because LinkedIn sucks for the music industry. 
it doesn't really solve any problems there's not many musicians on there there's not many industry people on there because it doesn't speak to the things that matter most to us which is what's your vibe what's your tribe what's your sound do we have common interests you know that align and things like that so um that's what we specialize in and that's where we're the market leaders in and it, really the the idea um came about because of my experience as i said i sort of hit this point where i tried to transfer my set of skills in one country to a different territory and it not so effective and it came down to network and and so myspace once upon a time solved this fairly well but that sort of ended up going a different direction at a certain point after a certain murdoch bought it and um and nothing really ever filled that gap so vamper exists to fill that gap and create some value there for for people in the music industry yeah definitely i know uh, i know exactly what you mean about linkedin like i i'm not a musician but obviously i have a music podcast so I, i'm in that realm and like it just it just doesn't it, the vibe's not right on linkedin for anything music related i i think i get like one view a week on like my linkedin page for super cool radio so it's just it, it's not the right spot for it yeah and that's fine like bespoke places for bespoke industries right like the requirements of a creative person whether it's music or fine art or graphic art or film and tv etc uh these are things that are based on the visual the aesthetic and all of that and it they're just not compatible with resume based platforms like linkedin and that's perfectly fine that the problem was that no one was doing a good job at being an alternative they just the alternatives were shitty and so that's again why we sort of came along no definitely you found uh, you, you filled the void of you know uh, a spot and a network for musicians who are looking to obviously connect and network with other musicians and you know uh be the the linkedin of the music industry that that's the goal i think you know we could probably say that in some way we've hit that but our, our real job now is to accelerate it it's not uh to get comfortable and sit back and say job done uh, we've got a long way to go we've got the vast majority of the industry untapped we're, we're at about somewhere between one and ten percent saturation um which i know is quite a wide range but i won't bore you with why that matters but um we, we, we've got some ways to go and uh that's what we're working on and i think the, the like any network the larger it becomes the more value valuable it becomes to every participant on there and that's something that we try and remind our users all the time like sharing vampa with your network even if you only need it for one specific thing is beneficial because it can lead to job opportunities for anyone who who joins so we just that that's really the name of our game is spreading the word and and helping people get opportunities Oh, definitely. I know for for me and like what I do, I know networking is extremely important. You know, you know, finding the right people that you you know connect and uh, you know work with, have opportunities, all that. So I did want to ask um, about uh, horizontal networking and uh, how do artists harness harness the power of horizontal networking? 
Yeah, so horizontal networking, which I think is is something that I've heard brought up on like CNN last night or something. So it's it's gathering some mainstream uh, recognition, but it's a way of doing business that's probably not um, so familiar to the West, but maybe more so in some developing countries. That it's kind of irrelevant in, in creative fields. It's this very simple idea, actually, of supporting people at your own level because a rising tide lifts all boats. And what, what does that actually mean? I can only ever speak from experience, of course, but I'll give you a story from my career as a writer. So I was uh, in England in 2014 at a songwriting camp. I was placed with someone that I was told was a YouTube influencer. Now, we got to, 2014 is a long time ago, so influencer wasn't even really a word, but I was put in a room with a kid I was told was an influencer. Uh, and then it turns out several years later, it's it's Troy Savan. I mean, I knew that was his name, but now I, he's a big name, you know, he's a star. Anyway, so I wrote a song with him that was pretty good. Um, it didn't make his first album, but sure enough, a couple of years later, I got a phone call from the head of Universal saying it's going to be the, the winner's single on The Voice. And that opened a whole bunch of doors for me in my writing career. Now, at the time, I didn't know this kid from a bar of soap. He was maybe not the star he was today, but I invested energy into that person and his career took off. And then because his took off and because something I did with him was associated, it helped my career. That's horizontal networking. It's stop looking to get ahead by going straight up, which is vertical, of course, networking and something that like we have to coach. We have to spend a lot of time coaching our users on because it's not uncommon for us to get a bad review on the app store or an, an abusive email on our support line saying, I've been on this app for 24 hours. I ain't seen a celebrity. This is shit. Well, first of all, if you did see a celebrity, do you really think that they'd give you the time of day with an attitude like that? But also when you have nothing to offer them, literally nothing, like what value are you providing when your only service so far is showing up to an app? So, it's an education thing, but it's delicate. You can't tell someone that they need to, you can't baby one, one and a half million people or tens of millions of people, right? You've got to uh, do this tactfully and um, in a way that won't get people offside, but also giving them genuinely good advice. Like it's good life advice. Try and help those around you and you'll probably win. Um, try and only go up and one in, a thousand will get lucky and it will work for them, but for the grant, the vast majority of people, it won't work. So we we do try and push this idea of vertical, uh, sorry, horizontal networking, quite frequently. And I really like how you explain that because I know, uh, you know, obviously when when I started, I was like, oh, cool, you know, I'll reach out for this person, interview, reach out for this person, and like this is like when I first started, so I was like, you know, no one really knew Supercore Radio my name or anything. So yeah. I was like, okay, let me uh, change tactic on that because obviously that's not going to work. So, but with with that, I think a lot of people just look like what's going to get like the instant star power, you know, like who, you know, who's the biggest name right now. And unfortunately, you know, as you said, you might get lucky, you might be the one in the old thousand, ten thousand who gets lucky. But most of the time, if you help, if you help out the people around you, you know, you never know what opportunities might come. Might be a few years later, you never know. But most of the time. My something good might come about it. 
Yeah, well, I've got two things to say to that. The first is, how cool is it that you and I are having this chat and here we are helping each other, okay? So, like, the very concept that we're discussing is applicable to your own life story, and I think that's amazing. So awesome. I'm glad. I'm happy to be a part of your story. I hope you're happy to be a part of mine. And, um, you know, yeah, the, the other point you made about it taking maybe years but sometimes less and, and everything in between, of course, it comes down to effort, right? And something I, I truly believe in, which is maybe a bit of a cliche, but I apologize, but if you put, and blame it on the jet lag, but if you put effort into the universe and in the world, typically speaking, you will get something back. And what does that mean? Like quite often that just means showing up. Um, now I've definitely learned like when you, I can tell you the one way that you won't win. Like here's a guaranteed way to fail sitting at home on your hands going, why hasn't X happened for me yet? Well, it's because you're sitting at home on your hands, not doing anything. And, and when I say not doing anything, it's like go out there and make mistakes even like just put effort into life because you will get an output. An input will equal an output and it might be amazing and it might be challenging or it might be probably something in between, but yeah. And so anyway, all of that is to say that you only get rewarded for the work that you put in. And, uh, that's directly related to that horizontal networking thing again. Oh, definitely. I a hundred percent agree with that. And what, uh, what I do tell people is like, no matter who you meet, you're going to learn either how to do something you know, a new way to do something, or you're going to find out the wrong way to do something. Like that's going to be for everyone that's, you meet. That's the, reward. that's the reward, right? So let's say nothing comes of it, but you realize oh, I should never waste my time on that again. The, the reward that you learned for that effort was this is how I'm going to filter from now on. Exactly. And that, that's a great way to look at it too. And I think, it, I think it's always a good way to look at it. You know, obviously, uh, you know, with, with everything that goes on, like, there, there's definitely right ways and wrong ways to do stuff, but kind of finding out, and I, you know, I've talked to many different people. I, you know, I've talked to other podcasters, been on other shows and stuff, and I go, okay, I like how you set that up, or I didn't really, you know, that was a little bit clunky or, you know, didn't really work on my end. So I know like, okay, I won't do that for my show, but oh, maybe I'll take, you know, use this element, but make it my own on my show. Plagiarism is the, the greatest form of, flattery or whatever the fucking expression is <laughs> close enough yeah uh, but yeah. but i don't i mean to me i i don't just like directly rip stuff off but like oh, um, I, I might, i'm just winding you up <laughs> yeah no, no, I, I but no for anyone listening uh, or watching but um you know i i try to put my own kind of style and swagger on it just because i know like i i know who i am so it's kind of how does this fit me I, yeah. what I do like using is like, or um, like watching, like I'll watch like some old, like, like TV shows or like really obscure stuff. And I'm like, Oh, I like what they did there. I'll take that you know element. And no one really knows that like, Oh, I just watched a TV show or I watched an interview or something. And like, people don't, they, they don't make that connection because it's either very old or very obscure. And that's what I like about it. People think it's my stuff. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I saw a good meme this morning that was like, and I think it's been doing the rounds for a while now, but Christian Bale saying that he got inspiration for American Psycho from watching a Tom Cruise interview on David Letterman in 99. And so I went and watched the Tom Cruise interview this morning, literally like when I 
transferring between the international and domestic terminals at the airport sitting there on my phone watching this tom cruise and i was like oh my god that that's patrick whatever the character's name is or i can't remember anyway but that's christian Bell. Yeah. yeah 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 and uh yeah we've gone off on a tangent but uh i see what you mean inspiration mm -hmm. is a powerful thing i mean that's what art, art is is art is just assimilating all the inspiration that you've ever had in your life into something new right it's what you're doing as a creative as a podcaster you're drawing inspiration from i don't know howard stern opie and anthony whoever you're listening to but yeah. your influences you know i am drawing inspiration from fellow leaders the rules of the startup game also drawing on my experiences prior to that as a musician who's written and worked with a lot of people who have been in the room with the best of them um that's all we do as humans we're just drawing on our experiences and doing the best we can right oh 100 agree definitely i look forward to continuing my conversation with josh simons before we do that let's hear a quick word from our friends at haunting abaddon cold chills when there's no breeze sounds you can't explain foreboding feelings of dread sheer horror this is haunting abaddon an original podcast from epilid media featuring stories of the paranormal demonic possessions poltergeists and hauntings and all things that will scare the hell out of you these things do more than go bump in the night. You know, I see you know, a lot of people I've interviewed, you know, either years ago, you know, a few years ago, or maybe even recently, and I see like they're struggling now, like, you know, their um, the content's not getting to, you know, they're not reaching people or stuff like that. So like, what are some of the best tools that uh, independent musicians uh, should be using today? Aside from Vamper, of course. Well, I mean, yes, uh, obviously Vamper is a tool, uh, but uh, yes, uh, besides that. Yeah, of course. Um, no, look, it is, it's a weird time because COVID did put a massive, um, halt to the live music scene and um in some ways hasn't fully recovered uh certainly traveling is trickier and that means that markets are a bit more saturated with the bands that are stuck in those markets that can't you know basically import and export bands is not really a thing unless you're coldplay and you've got the money to to do that um, so it's tricky right now. And so that means that artists are relying a lot more on online income streams. So that, you know, in the last year or two, obviously NFTs is the the big loud one that everyone's reading about and talking about, but not necessarily super rewarding yet for an early stage musician, which is what we specialize in. We specialize in people right at the top of their careers, not necessarily a few steps further along. Um, so, you know, to early stage musicians, what matters? Good question. I mean, you're looking at things like distribution tools. Um, now, by the way, anything I mentioned here will probably almost certainly have some 
offering of on the vampa platform but there's plenty of alternatives too that are that's the great thing about marketplace people can explore freely but yeah i mean early stage musicians basically need distributors so they can get their music on spotify and apple music and increase their chances of being playlisted and things like that um they're probably looking at publishing tools these days which are the services that collect royalties songs that they've written um on various levels uh, vampa offers a, a one specific thing to do with publishing called synchronization which is the process of helping people get their music on like film and tv and video games and stuff like that but yeah there's plenty of services out there that help with that and then you know i think honestly the the other way obviously if artists are making money right now predominantly from streaming and online sales and things like that it all starts with the song itself so what tool should they be using i don't know the most innovative fun daw that they can get their hands on for many artists that means moving on to things like fruity loops which has grown in popularity a lot in the last few years but for lots of people it's often starts in garage band and then matures into logic and pro tools and so on and so forth so there's there's obviously a, a lot of tools out there it's i think if i had any good advice sound advice for someone getting started would be uh don't waste your time on all of them like get really good at one or two things it's just good advice in general in life <laughs> you will never be a jack it's a cliche but it's a truism it, you know don't try and be a jack of all trades just really hone your skills on one or two of those things and you'll end up being valuable to someone else who needs you to be good at those things it's a kind of like a hack for getting your career in into into gear definitely very sound advice because you have to really invest your, your time money um time and money into a certain aspect whether you know well, you know, writing, recording music, producing music, whatever like you really want to do and what you're the most uh, interested in. Cause like, you know, graphic, you know, I know bands do it, their own graphic arts and stuff. And you can kind of sometimes tell, unfortunately. Um, yeah. So well, like, I, like every band has the Photoshop guy. <laughs> exactly. But like, like, like this logo, like my super cool radio logo, I know that I'm not that good with graphic design. So I was like, I, you know, I, I had someone you know make it for me and it turned out awesome very happy with it but i also yeah. know what my limitations are right and that's the whole point of vampir again is like so i, I truly believe and it's not really actually it doesn't really even come down to belief I just, it's, a, it's a fact that like any product any product i was going to say productivity but any product that being a song a graphic design some other piece of art is almost always the result of multiple people's input, right? Like there's not many things that are solo, like singing on an acoustic guitar is solo. Some fine artists create on their own, but most art forms require collaboration on some level, even if it's just someone giving you the tools and the brushes or the paint or whatever it is, or the, the knowledge, right? It, there's almost some level of collaboration and so you know to your point that's again why vampir exists is to facilitate that um like you said you knew that you didn't have the skills to make your logo vampir would have been a place i mean i don't know if you used fiverr or turned to a friend from college or whatever but vampir could have been a tool 
where you would say, I'm looking for a graphic designer. You would put your other search parameters in and you would have gotten a result and gone from there. That's why we exist to that very point. And I think that's, uh, you know, obviously this was a few years ago. I, I was not uh, familiar with Vamper, but I definitely, now that obviously I'm talking with you, I've, you know, checked out the, you know, the app and all that stuff. It is definitely, if, if I need something, you know, in, in that kind of realm, I'm definitely more inclined to use it. And honestly, I'm going to drop some links for Vamper in the description of this podcast. Please check it out. Uh, but I, I do got a, a fun question. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit as I'm wrapping up this interview. What has been your favorite moment, either from Vampire or your music career? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have I have to close it out with you know this is I've added this question from last season obviously to this season now, and it's it's always my favorite because I want to know like what what's people's takeaways from their career. Well, there's like. <laughs> it's, it's a dangerous question because i've got like personal ones that like i probably would never share that are more like being in a room chatting with an an, an old idol or something like that that like so i've got a few of those but they're not i don't think they're necessarily the funnest ones to share and they also don't mean the most like they're just things that i get to think about but um Look, for me, when I started off as a musician, I had I had a, 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 some dreams that I wanted to achieve. I, I'll never forget the first concert I ever went to was at a, a fairly famous arena in Melbourne called Rod Laver Arena, where they play the Australian Open. And um, most of your favorite bands of all time have almost certainly played there. The first ever big concert I ever went to was there. And... I remember being in the front row going, I'm going to play that one day. And I got to play two nights there. So that's probably my favorite memory. Yeah. No, that, that is really cool. Like, you know, from seeing, you know, going there as a fan to being able to perform there. That sounds incredible. Yeah. I'd, I'd say that's probably the top of my list. Yeah. That's a good pick. That is a very good pick. But, uh, so, it, you know, it's August of 2020 or 2022 right now. Um, what are the plans for Vampire for the, you know, the closeout this year and looking into 2023? Well, for those listening that have ever used Vampire, you'll know we have a feature called Vamps, which is kind of like our version of Instagram stories, but it allows people to share short snippets of things that they're working on. Um, we're completely redesigning them from the ground up in a way that's really freaking cool and so i can't wait like it's it's very much a consumer facing feature release that's going to benefit fans more than anything and we don't our platform's not really geared towards fans although there are quite a lot of fans on there so this is our first step into the world of like entertainment and slightly away from professional networking so that's really exciting for us so that's coming that's coming really soon, actually. And then the other really cool thing that's coming this year is Marketplace, which will allow people to... So people already do this on Vamp. So let's say, for example, Matthew, you say, I'm selling my expertise skills as a podcast producer. Um, but right now in Vamp, you would list as a podcaster and someone else would list as someone looking for a podcaster. 
you guys would speak and then in chat you'd have to manually say i can produce your podcast if you'd like me to but it's going to cost you this well what if we can do that in a safe and secure way where vamper holds the funds in escrow until the job is done till the parties have trust um because that's already happening on vamper but it's not being regulated so we're going to introduce proper like safe environment uh, like marketplace environment features and like that might not sound super sexy but it actually is it's really it's going to open up new ways for people to connect and collaborate faster more efficiently um and so that's yeah that's something that we're really passionate about and spending a lot of time on i think that is a, that's a fantastic idea and i think just for you know business wise and to build trust i think that is a phenomenal idea that way both parties you know if they can get what they need out of it and but also if something does happen that you know someone just didn't run off with all your money <laughs> that's one of the main reasons we're doing it yeah so definitely i i look forward to seeing um you know obviously all the great things you have in the works coming up plus the way you know vampir grows and i do wish you all the best with everything it sounds like you got some great things in the works for this year and already into next year we're always out there doing our best and trying to innovate so yeah we just thank our community for coming along for the ride frankly oh definitely and please check out uh, check out support uh vampir as i said the links will be in the description please check out this awesome networking platform uh josh thank you so much for hanging out with me here in super cool radio had a fantastic time chatting with you thanks matthew and for josh simons of vampire i am matthew thomas the host of super cool radio thank you so much for watching and listening to super cool radio and remember stay frosty <laughs>